Do you have a problem hearing the television? Do you need to crank up the volume so loud your family is screaming at you? Then put on your TV ears. TV ears has helped millions of people just like you hear TV loud and clear without cranking up the volume. For about 60 bucks for the 30-day free trial, you can get your own set of TV ears. When you wear TV ears, you can mute the TV volume for private listening or let others watch TV with you. Order in the next 10 minutes and take us up on our 30-day home trial and very special price. TV Ears is a brand hearing professionals have trusted for more than 20 years. And through this special radio offer, you can get your very own for just $60. Just mention promo code RADIO. So put on your TV ears and make everyone happy. 800-984-4207. 800-984-4207. That's 800-984-4207. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. we got a lot of news to get into here today. Last night was SmackDown. What an episode of SmackDown it was. There were actually a lot of things that I liked on the show, but there were a couple of things that were so ridiculous, including the main event angle where Roman Reigns was attacked. He was nearly killed by a phantom assailant, and then he got up and was fine. It was the wackiest thing. I don't know what's going on. We can talk about that here today, as well as the good stuff on the show. We got nine matches official for SummerSlam one of which they announced and are not going to deliver on. We can talk about that here in a moment. And we do not have a women's tag team title match, but I will also talk about that when we come back from the break. We got raw ratings from Monday night. The lowest figure since the Paul Heyman regime began, which unfortunately was for the show that had the most Paul Heyman input of any raw show so far. We'll give you the numbers for that show. Pretty much a traditional ratings pattern, although it did not die as badly in the third hour. That's mostly because it didn't start as strong in the first hour. We got another match official for the debut AEW television show. Tickets for which go on sale this coming Friday. We got a new AEW signing, a man whose entire family I beat the hell out of earlier this year. He is now going to AEW. Got notes on Triple Mania, the WWE 2K20 cover, and so much more. If you want to give us a call here today, as always, 844-411-5411 is the phone number. That is toll-free, 844-411-5411. And you can send your text messages to 425-780-7566. I'm at Brian Alvarez on Twitter. A lot of great stuff up there. And email brian at wrestlingobserver.com. We'll be back in just a moment to kick it off. Wrestling Observer Live. we know that your day doesn't stop for diabetes. So when you've got places to go and people to see, count on Walgreens every day to get expert diabetes advice 24-7. 
Find all major brands of testing supplies like Walgreens True Metrics in store and online. And download tools to help you stay on track, like our five star mobile app with Pill Reminder. At Walgreens, we are your diabetes go to. Stop by and talk to your pharmacist today. Walgreens, trusted since 1901. When is a pencil more than a pencil? When it takes me from art class to gallery walls worldwide. Staples is your back-to-school destination. Find all the supplies and inspiration you need. Come in store this week for our 50-cent deals. Staples composition books, two-pocket poly folders, 12-pack yellow number two pencils, and 24-pack Crayola crayons, all 50 cents each. Staples, back-to-school and beyond. In-store only. Offer ends 8-3-19. Limit five on pencils. Limit 30 on copbooks, folders, and crayons. While supplies last. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. We paid less for our Craftmatic today than we did 20 years ago. If you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and free information on today's Craftmatic adjustable beds. And then decide when you see how little they cost. Rated number one by consumers nationwide on ConsumerAffairs.com. Craftmatic beds come in all mattress types, including cool gel memory foam for up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Enjoy temporary relief of low back pain, poor circulation, nighttime heartburn, mild arthritis. You'll sleep better in a Craftmatic adjustable So if you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and information, and then decide when you see how little they cost. Discover Craftmatic for less, up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Call 1-800-371-9608. That's 1-800-371-9608. Call 1-800-371-9608. Call now. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Again, the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Later on today, myself and Filthy Tom Lawler shall return to the airwaves here. We'll talk sure about, that's a good idea? We'll talk about the show this past weekend as well as the full SmackDown review, so I will not... Mm. I will not do the entire review here, but I will talk about the couple of things on the show that were notable. Number one, there was a Randy Orton video package for the match with Kofi Kingston that was just awesome. It was so awesome. And exactly the opposite of how awesome that was, was the Roman Reigns deal at the end of the show. So, <laughs> I'm not even making this up. They, they do a main event, okay? It's AJ versus Kofi Kingston. Which, I mean, by the way, you should note, was a rewrite 
of a rewrite. And we'll forget about that. We'll deal with that later. It's AJ <laughs> versus Kofi. So, I mean, how many matches have we seen where, you know, AJ Kofi happens and, like, the show ends? Like, all of them. Okay. Yeah. So, for some reason, AJ and Kofi ends. And, like, the moment it's over, we don't even see a celebration. Because they have to rush backstage for an interview, a random interview with Roman Reigns. Why do we have a random interview with Roman Reigns with, like, 90 seconds left on the show? It doesn't even make any sense. So, even more preposterous, they go to Kayla, and Kayla's like, we're about to interview Roman Reigns. They zoom out, and Roman Reigns is, like, 500 yards away. Just wandering backstage. Like, there's 90 seconds left on the show. It's like, dude, you better get over there quick, because, like, this show's almost over. He's just meandering through the backstage area. The clock's ticking down. I'm like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. So he gets close to Kayla, and suddenly, a bunch of crap, like a bunch of metal boxes and lighting rigs, all of a sudden, it all tips over, and it falls and crushes Roman Reigns. Now, it's WWE. I don't know if you guys are aware of this or not, but they tried to get an Emmy and they were shunned, okay? I, I couldn't figure out why watching this segment. <laughs> the stuff starts to fall down, and they do 45 camera cuts in like a two-second period as the stuff is falling down. One of them, you can very clearly see that Roman Reigns has been crushed underneath all this crap. He's lying there in dead man's position. There's like 500 pounds of metal on top of him. Kayla starts screaming, Oh, we need to get a medic. Oh, my God. She's running over there. You know, there's there's now 45 seconds left on the show. So all of these dudes rush over. And the moment they get there, there's Roman Reigns standing up. And he goes, I'm fine. It missed me. <laughs> I'm like, first off, a great attack. Second off, it didn't miss you. I saw you crushed underneath, but now you're not crushed underneath. And then for, like, the last 25 seconds of the show, Roman Reigns just dusts himself off and he's like, I don't need any help. I'm fine. And he starts walking away, and they're trying to follow him, and he's like, dude, leave me alone. I'm fine. And he looks back, and he starts walking, and he's walking the other way. He's ignoring Kayla. And he looks over his shoulder and keeps walking and looks over his shoulder, kind of furrows his brow, keeps walking, and the show ends. I was like, what What in the hell was that? That was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. I mean, it was dumb enough when, like, you know, Braun Strowman knocked over that thing and crushed Kane. I mean, they've done these kinds of things before, but, like, you know, usually the person is allegedly dead and they stretcher him off and then they're magically healed next week. I mean, he didn't even get a week. He no-sold thousands of pounds of metal falling on top of him. And he just walked away... And his reaction to walking away wasn't even like, I'm mad, or, you know, wait till I get my hands on whoever Outrage. knocked this over, or, hey, you know what, let me find who knocked this over. None of that. He's just like, well, that was weird. I'm just going to walk back the way I came, and the show went off the air. <laughs> they rewrote the show for this. Yes. What was Damn this? Damn union work. What was this? <laughs> I, well... WCW. No, even WCW didn't do anything That's what stupid. That was. that was dumber than anything that was on the Retro Nitro. Yes, that was a. They, they, that was. You <laughs> well, know what? No, don't you? You know dare. what? It don't was. It dare. was. It was dumber than Viagra on a pole. It was, because at least that Stop. match was like a wrestling match. Billy Kidman and Shane Douglas. They had a f decent match, 
And someone did go up and they did get the Viagra. And there was a winner. Like, it was a dumb idea, but it was way better than this crap. Don't even say, don't you dare. I watched it last night. This was on par with some of those backstage skits that they would do, too, back in the day. Look, regardless of trying to compare it to anything, just leave it on its own in the vacuum. And it was weird. If it was made to get people talking, it did. It just wasn't exactly in the way that I think that they maybe had hoped or intended to. Everybody had a... I thought he got attacked. I wasn't watching the show live, so I got a, thought he got attacked by a fleet of comedians at the end because everybody... It was LOL. It was that was high school drama school. It was just it was a lot of making fun of it. So I don't know what the intention is. Obviously, the intention is to build up Roman and whoever it was that pushed all of the stuff on top of him or who set him up for this stuff. But uh, they are going to have to get real, real with it, I would assume, in the next week and by Raw or certainly by next SmackDown. Try to turn this thing around again, because. Roman just happened to miss, you know, happening to miss massive accidents as the weeks go on, I don't think is how you're going to want to build towards him and whatever this is building to, whether it's to to SummerSlam or whether it's actually looking past SummerSlam. This person here says, Roman thing at the end of SmackDown was one of the most unrealistic and dumb shots I've ever seen. A production camera was intentionally just set up behind the rig that fell on him. It showed him getting squashed. Then it did nothing to him. Not to mention the goofiness of those crates falling down all of a sudden. Yeah, it sucked. It sucked. (laughs) Now let me tell you something that it didn't suck because it never happened. So let me go back in time a little bit. And this for all the people who, eh, no one even does anymore. I used to have to hear it all the time. Like, Brian doesn't know what he's talking about. He always says this has happened. He always uses plans, changes, and excuse. At least I think everybody is aware now that plans actually do change all the time. Like, it's so patently obvious now. But a couple of weeks ago... They announced that the Kabuki Warriors <laughs> were going to get a match against Peyton and Billy in Japan. And if they won, they'd get a tag title match. So the match happened, and they proceeded to not mention it on TV for two straight weeks. And finally on television, they randomly announced it's happening tonight. So they do the tag team title match, and Billy Kay just walks outside and gets counted out. And it was dumb, but I thought... Hey, listen, it's pro wrestling. Like, this is building up to the rematch where there will be no countouts, okay? Well, lo and behold, you never heard about it again. It just, it just, it's done! That's the end of the feud, okay? So then the next week, they have the hilarious backstage segment, which I've talked about these with Dave on the show before. And and Dave goes, these are pre-tapes. Let me tell you something. I tell, I'm tell i telling you this as a fact, okay? These aren't pre-tapes. They're live. And I was flat out told by someone a couple of days ago that, yeah, these all should be pre-taped, but this show is such a disaster that they don't even have time to do these 30-second pre-tapes. These things are going live. So all afternoon, Mandy and Sonia are practicing a 30-second segment. 30 seconds, maybe it's 30 seconds, probably about 20. They're practicing all afternoon. And finally, the show is live, and it's time to do the deal, and they freeze. And Mandy says, I got news. We've got a, a we, Shane has signed us to a match next week. And she, she freezes. And Sonia, Sonia then has to jump, and she goes, a tag title match? 
eh, wrong line. Mandy goes, <laughs> yes. We're getting a tag title match against the Iconics next week. And if we win, we get a tag title match. I'm crying. <laughs> I'm crying at how bad and stupid this is. These, these poor women. So after all that, well, guess what we didn't have on the show this week? I'm shocked. We didn't have any match with the Iconics versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. It just dropped off into the ether, and it never happened. So I don't even know what's going on anymore. All I know is the whole show was rewritten yesterday, and Vince couldn't even remember this from last week, so it wasn't even part of the show. I'll be back in a moment with more Observer Live. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it. All of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800 Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how 
simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call, that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. So, this person here says, WWE uploaded a video last night to their YouTube page explaining that Billy Kay came down with, quote, puppy fever and could not compete. The Iconics were then confronted by Mandy and Sonya and the Kabuki Warriors, obviously sowing the seeds for a triple threat match at SummerSlam. Well, That's great. That's not on TV. Yeah. We'll see what happens with this match. I, I I have some people saying the match is on the show. I have some people saying the match is not on the show. We got nine matches so far. I mean, we'll That's see what happens. from basically inside the same house, too, which is, it shows you a lot when you have people inside there saying it's on, others are saying it's not. This is completely ridiculous. And, you know, I gave them the benefit of the doubt a little bit with that short ending on the match that they had because... I just figured, okay, they haven't been wrestling anyway. Have a really crappy way to get out of this because everybody wants it. And then just go ahead and put it on SummerSlam with whatever little buildup you're going to have for it, you know, last week and, and in the next couple of weeks. They couldn't even do that. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. It's such a simple, such a simple thing. And again, they re, they rewrote a rewrite yesterday. We talked about it, I think, on the show yes. towards the end of it yesterday. At that the very beginning of the, the show, show, we talked about it. It was at the beginning. And then. By the time the show was over, less than an hour later, now all of a sudden we've got AJ Styles and Kofi Kingston, which was a fine match. But again, they rewrote the show and reannounced that they were going to have a six-man, and then they changed that. It's it's like a parody of a parody. Well, at the end of the day, everybody, don't even worry whether the match is on SummerSlam because the reality is there's there's two weeks left. Like they can they can announce the match and take it off. They can not announce the match and put it on. I mean. Who cares, anyway? And also, they've announced Dolph versus Miz, but that match is not happening. And you When's can, Dolph and Goldberg happening? Uh, we'll, well, I guess we'll see. I mean, he called out four people in his interview last night. So it could be anybody that he faces at SummerSlam. This person says, Brian, in defense of last night's horrendous angle, maybe the steel crate gimmick was about to crush Reigns, but whatever was on the other side stopped it from landing all the way, which was why Roman was able to slide out. Well, it was, but then what was the... Never mind. Never mind. This is, it's stupid to even try to banter about it. It really is. Yeah, everyone's talking about this Iconics YouTube video, Puppy Fever. Yeah. Yeah, because remember, didn't they... What, did, let me think about this. Did they do an angle where Peyton gave her a dog? I feel like they did. Could have been something else. That I can't remember. They, that's exactly where they should be, though. They should always be doing uh, backstage segments uh, for WWE.com and never in the ring, and that will be fine. And they, for everybody that wants to see the Kabuki Warriors win the titles, and I do, don't be surprised, though, in the land that they're in that they win the titles, and then a week later they've lost them to Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. 
Oh, hey, we got uh, 10 matches, actually. So here's SummerSlam. Sami Zayn, Aleister Black, that was announced last night. Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. Becky Lynch versus Natalia. Bailey versus Ember Moon. Kofi versus Randy Orton. Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon. Finn Balor, Bray Wyatt. AJ Ricochet. Trish Stratus and Charlotte Flair. And whatever they're doing with The Miz, Dolph Ziggler, and like 15 other people. You so. know, if you if you just wrote that out on a piece of paper, that's a really good sounding card. <laughs> so yeah, it could be a good show. That's the execution could be too long. wise. Yeah, well, yeah. And this, did you even bring that up, or was that only on Observer Radio, where Dave talked about and, and you talked about the fact that you know, dig in your heels. This is a major pay per view, so this is going to be a seven hour day. Well, of course it will be. All of these big shows are seven hours. I mean, Lesnar and Rollins should be very good. Becky Lynch and Natalia, I think, will be fine. Bailey Ember, I think, will be fine. Kofi Randy, I think, is going to be very good. Owens and Shane McMahon, who knows? Should be a spectacle. Finn Balor, Bray Wyatt should be good. AJ Ricochet should be very good. And Trish and Charlotte, who knows? I mean, I think Trish can still go. She hasn't looked embarrassing at all the few times she's returned, so I think that should be all right. Roddy, 2.32 million viewers. Lowest figure since the Paul Heyman regime began. Down 25% from the Raw reunion, and why wouldn't it be? They shot zero angles on that show. The first hour started low, but it held up better than usual. And the third hour, because of women, beat the first in the 18-49 demo. Women 18-49 gained 7.8% from hour 1 to 3. Men stayed even. Teenage girls up 9.4% from hour 1 to hour 3. Teenage boys were down. So you can try and figure out who the teenage girls liked and who the teenage boys didn't like, if you want to try and do that, that uh, those stats. Was Baron Corbin there? Oh, he wasn't. He hasn't been on the show in two weeks. Yeah, no, man. 2.41 million viewer first hour, 2.32 million second hour, 2.23 million third hour. Oh, God. Baron Corbin's not the one who tried to push everything on Roman, is it? Well, I hope not. Uh Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks on the very first episode of the AEW television show, October 2nd in the Capital One Arena, will be facing Chris Jericho and two mystery partners. One is not me. One is definitely not me, or Lance Storm, as someone on Twitter suggested. Jericho defeated Omega in the main event of Double or Nothing in May, and you'll be facing Hangman Page for the title on August 31st. And speaking of me, by the way, mm. the AEW gatekeeper... Following on the heels of the signing of Jungle Boy, now Marco Stunt, whose entire family I obliterated a couple of months ago. He is the latest addition to the AEW roster, announced it on his 23rd birthday. He obviously has been hanging out with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, and I don't know, fans loved it during that last show, so we'll see if the act gets over, and we'll see who else I battled this year may end up in AEW by the time all is said and done. I think with what's... Never mind. Let's go to the phones. You're on the air. What's up? I'm going to put in a word against hey, Nick up, Gage. Guys? Yes, my friend. A couple of questions about AEW. Um, one is, you know how you guys said that, um, well, at least Dave said that uh, TNT would cover the production costs to yeah. make uh, the episodes? Yeah. So does that include the venue? No. I think they have to rent out their own venue. I presume. That, that is not a cheap venue either. I'm, I don't no. know what kind of deal they got on it, but it's not like the Verizon Center. <laughs> it's a broke little building in the Although, south. Although, you know what? You know what? I, I, honest to God, I will find out. I mean, the amount of, like, a, a Raw 
the amount of money it costs to produce Raw is like in the $800,000 per episode range. So if you're not counting renting out the building, like, I mean, there's a lot of stuff there. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of things to do. But like almost a million dollars to run a Raw, I mean, maybe that does include the building. I'm not sure. I'll check. I don't think uh, it is. I always thought that was production, but God. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the other question is, uh, my understanding is that they're going to split, what is it, uh, the the ad revenue? Yes. That's that's the deal that they have. Uh, Do you have any idea of how much much ad revenue they've gathered so far? Well, I want to thank you very much for the call. It's a little more complicated than that. The way it works is they have an ad revenue guarantee. So if they sell zero ads, they're still going to make X amount of money uh, per show on this deal. And on top of that, if they sell ads, they're going to get a split on top of that. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's a pretty lucrative deal for a completely, I mean, actually for a completely untested company that's never run national television ever, it's like a fantastic deal. But we'll see how it pays off for everybody in the end. I mean, the way that it's structured and the number of people they have under contract and the rumored amount of money that people are being paid per year under contract, I mean, if they don't do anything stupid and people buy the pay-per-views, I mean, there's a very good chance they're profitable, like, in a year or two. Like, that's what kind of deal they have here. So, and I don't think they're going to do anything that stupid that's going to run people off. I mean, every, every business indicator that we've got, I mean, they've blown away every business expectation with zero national television. So if you add national television to that and they don't screw anything up, I mean, they may be, you know, well off. They're not going to be anywhere near what WWE makes per year, but they'll be they'll be profitable quickly. And that's, that would be incredibly impressive. And it doesn't even matter if they are, as long as they're doing enough where the people with the money, you know, are okay with it and considering the, 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 the amount of money the family has, as long as there is some forward momentum there, they're going to be in this thing for the long term, which... Obviously, only helps them with trying to, you know, continue to build with advertisers and everything else that they they obviously have to do. I will be interested to see the amount of production that they have for the first show, considering the Capital Set Capitals. I keep doing that. The Verizon, whatever it's called now, the Capital One Arena is twenty thousand seats, and I know it's being set up for about fourteen thousand. There's going to be production and stuff like that too. But considering that they are looking at running. I guess really six to 10,000 seat buildings, maybe even a little bit bigger than that, just depending on where they're planning on going. It'll be interesting to see what they break out for the first show that they would have to, in theory, scale back for the second show. So it'll be the whole setup and, and the look and the aesthetics. I'm really interested in that because I'm a big fan of aesthetics when it comes to this programming and, you know, what they were able to do at the, what was it, the TIAA dome or wherever the, the, uh, the, the amphitheater was. I mean, what a great look. And they did such a good job with that. The camera angles were great. They, they've done a lot of nice things looks-wise on the shows that they've run so far. So I'm really interested to see how it's going to look and how it's going to look in the weeks after that when they have to scale back a little bit. This person says, long shot, but perhaps the Chop and Roll Express in AEW. I'm not going to AEW. I'm not wrestling for any nationally televised promotion. It's not going to happen. I don't know about Filthy. Like, I, honest to God, I can tell you nothing about Filthy. He's under an MLW deal. He's under I, national I have no idea when it expires. I, I've honest to God never talked to him about it. It's not like a five-year deal or anything like that. But I, I don't know what Filthy's going to do. I can ask him today. I don't think he's got an answer. But you shall not see that. Number one. The chopping rules. 
can we just get him Marafuji first? Let's get filthy Marafuji and Sugiera first, please. Back in a moment with more Wrestling Observer Live. To the people who thought I was gonna fly Y'all are part of the reason I ain't gonna stop Against the odds I went hard until I popped Came from the bottom and now I'm standing on top I had dreams and now they all coming true This weekend at Kohl's, everyone gets Kohl's cash $10 Kohl's cash for every $50 spent Earn it on everything Spend it on anything, even our biggest brands The more you shop, the more Kohl's cash you'll get No limits Plus, take an extra $10 off your $50 purchase of back-to-school items. Plus, free Amazon returns now at all Kohl's stores. Kohl's. 10 off 50 offer valid August 2nd through 18th with promo code BTS10. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized... I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. This summer, Broadway Under the Stars invites you to experience the best night ever. Join us in the vineyards of Sonoma Valley for a festive pre-show picnic with the best of local wine, food trucks, and music. You'll experience breathtaking performances under the stars with Broadway professionals from shows such as Hamilton, Wicked, Mamma Mia, and more. This season kicks off with the Tony Award-winning sensation, A Chorus Line, followed by three more unique musical productions. And it all starts in June. Reserve your tickets now at bestnightever.org. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. This person says, I listened to Observer Live yesterday. You brought Vince rewrote the show yesterday at 3. You don't see a boom period happening in the near future. It got me wondering, if Vince does not step down soon or hand the company over, do you think that his reputation 
as a wrestling mastermind who knows how to get wrestlers over could be tarnished. And will he be remembered more for the failure of WWE? I don't know if I think of him that first anyway, though. I don't think I think of him as the guy that gets wrestlers over. And I know that's a ridiculous, kind of may sound ridiculous, but like, you know, he had a lot to do with the characters and really cramming them down people's throats and going to bat for them when people didn't think they would work. Kurt Angle is a heel. You know, there there were things like that, but... You know, George Scott, Pat Patterson, there was a lot that took place in those matches, including the individuals that, you know, I don't I don't look at Vince McMahon as star maker per se as I do incredible promoter. And I think it's going to take a little bit of a hit. But I think at the end of the day, as long as this doesn't linger on to a point where. And again, we can point to some of the metrics and go how bad things are, but you look at the bottom line and where it's at, and unless this company really nosedives, I don't think that there's anything that's going to happen now that, in the grand scheme of things, is going to affect Vince McMahon's legacy. They'll say he fell off at the end. A lot of guys have. So I'm not excusing it or anything like that, but I think... This is a blip in the legacy. It's a negative one, especially in the moment right now. It is a scary thing, and, you know, it's tough. But the amount of resources that they have, the size that they are, the landscape that they're in, ultimately, at the end of the day, Bob Arum, Don King, Vince McMahon, the last three Lions who are left of promotional of a different promotional time, and it's amazing that they are all still with us. And it's amazing in some ways – if you look at the backstory, how tied in some of them are together, especially Vince McMahon and Bob Arum, I mean, it is absolutely fascinating. And at the end of the day, there will be people that point out the faults that he's had, but I don't think it's going to ultimately affect the legacy. Listen, everyone, here's, here's, here's my thoughts on this, okay? WWE just fake hired, well, they really hired him, but they hired Eric Bischoff and they sent out this big deal or they, they let it be known that Eric Bischoff is going to be the executive director of SmackDown, okay? The people in the stock market were like, oh, what wonderful news, okay? <laughs> so look, if if people in the mainstream today think that Eric Bischoff is like a potential wrestling genius, then it doesn't matter what Vince McMahon does from now until the day he dies, when he dies, the New York Times is going to do a big obituary, and they're going to talk about he's the greatest promoter of all time. Now, people that understand wrestling and they understand this business know what Eric Bischoff is. He was a guy with some great ideas. He was a guy with a lot of balls, and he was a guy who finagled himself into getting a lot of money from Ted Turner to go head-to-head with Raw. And for about a year and a half, he was a brilliant wrestling mind. And then, like... It went all to hell. He had no idea how to keep this thing going. He had one idea, which was Hulk Hogan. If I got Hulk Hogan, I will always make all of this money in wrestling. And the reality was that wasn't true. And he made new, new stars. And at the end of the day, to people within the business who understand wrestling, Bischoff was a failed wrestling promoter, period. Now, at the end of the day, when Vince passes away, the people who understand wrestling may look back and go, you know what? He was the greatest promoter of all time, but at the end of the day, he went too long and he lost sight of what this business was 
and he went off a cliff and he was like an embarrassment for the last X number of years that he ran that company. That is probably, within wrestling, how Vince will be remembered. But to the mainstream, Vince will be remembered as the greatest wrestling promoter there ever was. That's it. That's it. I, and I, I got to be honest, after he passes, I don't even know if, again, he'll have to do some irreparable damage. Nothing what's going on right now because of the talent that they have there. There's nothing, again, this is the frustrating part, that is that it can't be turned around or cannot be fixed or cannot be tweaked. You know, so again, once he's gone, that's a completely different story. I, I just I don't think this is going to affect his legacy really at all in the grand scheme of things, even to wrestling fans, because you look at everything else that he's done. And this is, again, when you compare it, it's just a blip in the timeline. All right. This person here says Alvarez to AEW commentary. Listen, everyone, I'm going to say this one more time here. Okay. I have a very good thing going here. Do you understand? I am not going to go to any of the following promotions ever in any role. I am not going to AEW. I am not going to WWE. I am not going to Ring of Honor. I am not going to MLW. I am not going to New Japan. Am I missing anything? National television? Am I missing any? Uh, I I think that's it. But the point is... At the end of the day, this is my livelihood. And I already have to hear these morons on the internet telling me that I'm being paid or Dave's being paid by AEW, okay? I have not one time in my lifetime got a check from WWE, from Impact, from Ring of Honor, from WCW, from MLW, any of those. Nothing. Never, okay? Whatever you think about me and my opinions, I can tell you flat out for a fact I have never been paid by any of these companies ever. And I'm not going to be, okay? So I'm not going to AEW to do commentary or wrestle or do anything else. I like wrestling. I did wrestling before I did this job. I, I was doing wrestling on a weekly public access television show in 1994 and 1995. Then I started this newsletter because that fell through. And in 1998, I started wrestling again. And I like wrestling, but I don't want to make professional in-ring wrestling my career. I don't want to do it. It's just not going to happen. So I've done it since then, on and off. I I find matches that might be fun. Oh, here's Black Label Pro. Uh, Here's Beyond Wrestling. Here's uh, All Pro Wrestling. People offer me matches. They look like they're going to be a lot of fun. I set them up. I do them. I come back and I do this job. That will be how I do this forever. So let's stop asking about it. Got it? Okay. Forever? He means you're going to continue to try to get in the ring? I may. Who knows? And I hope you're not teaming with Tom again. It never works out the way you want it to. Listen, Mike. I'm not going to waste everyone's time. But I've made a lot of excuses over the last six to eight months. But the fact of the matter is, I have not been doing well in the ring. Do you understand? I've been a failure. I was a huge failure on Sunday night. And I feel, I feel that I have a victory in me. I feel that Tom and I have a victory in us. So, yes, there is part of me right now sitting here in pain thinking, this is a stupid idea. I don't want to do it anymore. I, I, I got a new child on the way. I got another child. I'm 40. I, all this I talked about yesterday. But there is another part of me that thinks Tom and I can win. So I'll think about it. Hmm. 
got to run it by him first. Person says, Brian, I find you the most unbiased journalist in the business. Thank you. I appreciate that. Let's go to the phones. You're on the air. What's up? Hey, what's up? I've been uh, following the G1, and I've like really been enjoying it. Uh, I just wanted to know, like, what do you guys think is the likelihood of John Moxley actually winning the whole thing? Because it seems like uh, Tetsuya Naito has been eliminated. I mean, he could win if Moxley loses like every match, and I just don't think Jay White and uh, Okada is a compelling match. So, want to know your guys' thoughts? Thanks. All right. Well, thank you very much for the call. I mean, I suppose it could happen, but here's the thing: Moxley is also signed to AEW. And as a result of that, he can do no matches for New Japan here in the United States. And he's not under a full-time New Japan deal. So I just don't see them having him win the G1. I just don't think it's going to happen. It could. I, I think that the whole idea was John Moxley's new. He can be a player. He's not going to be here all the time, but we can use him here and there for real big matches. And let's establish him right out of the gate. He's going to—he's just going to go on a streak in the G1. And, you know, if he loses now, does that ruin John? Of course not. It doesn't hurt him one bit. I, I don't think Naito's winning, by the way. But I, I think that uh, I think they're going to use him well, but I don't think he's going to win. The same here. It's just a lot of it is because of what he's got coming up here. We don't know what it's going to be like for AEW and the taping. I mean, obviously he can only work the amount of dates that they have him contracted for and all that sort of stuff. But I mean, once AEW begins, I mean, it's on. And are we going to see John Moxley back at the Tokyo Dome? Yeah. I think he's going to be there one of those two days alongside Chris Jericho and possibly, and I think likely Kenny Omega as well too on those days, but I could see Moxley in there in a tag situation with, with Shota Amino. I mean, I really can. Uh, he probably will be, maybe they have him doing something more high profile and doing something else because of who he is, but like him in the title mix, nah, I, I just, I can't see it. And I know Naito is out now. He was my choice. I actually had Okada and Naito in the finals. It looks like I'll get it half right the way I, o, Okada's been running. But I just don't see Moxley making it there. And I think ultimately, no matter who wins, I still think you see Naito at the at the Tokyo Dome challenging for the title. I, I could be dead-ass wrong about that, and we're going to find out here in the next couple of weeks. But, you know, they've never changed a briefcase before. And I'm not, you know, there's a good possibility, at least in my mind, I built it up to a good possibility where you could do that this year and be able to get away with it, whether it's to Ibushi, whether it's to Naito, or whether it's to somebody else. Here's my bold prediction, everybody. Are you ready? Sure. The winner of this year's G1 is going to be Okada. If you look at his last few years, he, like Ghetto's deal with Okada, because he's young and he's not hurt and he's super over and he's a great worker, he's breaking every single record that they've got. He's broken one record after another. And I can totally see him being the guy to go in there and win the G1 as champion, and, as a result, get to choose his opponent for Wrestle Kingdom. I don't know who that would be, but that's my prediction for this year's G1. And it does open up exciting booking as a sprint to the end of the year when you do have a bunch of people that would then be vying for that spot whether it's worked out in, in he chooses his opponent or whether they decide they want to work it out in a different way where, 
you know, people are literally competing and they, they have the matches for it, essentially like a tournament for it or something like that. It, it's it's going to be really interesting. And the amount, the, the amount of talent that's in New Japan, you could almost literally pluck anyone. You could put a Shii in the main event at, at the Tokyo Dome and people would, you know, go completely nuts for it. So there are a lot of options there. And Okada, again, you, you've talked about it. Uh, we've talked about it in the album, like Big Audio Nightmare. It is amazing that nakamura's ascent and the rise and the amount of time he was there but if you had a new japan rushmore and had to choose between he and, and uh, okada i mean it's okada okada is already a all-time hall of famer and we are still probably 20 years away from his career being over this person here says any chance the beatdown on raw could have been done to pull rollins out of the match at SummerSlam, and then someone else comes in to challenge brock I can't say there's a 0% chance of that happening, but I'd say 2% or less. Back in a moment, Wrestling Observer Live. Attention business owners. Are you struggling while waiting for your customers to pay on their net 30, 60, or 90-day invoices? Can't get a business loan? Have no equity, bad credit, or maybe no credit at all? Then you need to call AmeriFactors right now. AmeriFactors will give you cash for your invoices and there's nothing to pay back. We simply buy your account receivables and if those clients don't pay on the invoices, we take the loss. We give you funds based on your account receivables not your credit and 98% of all applicants are approved it's that simple with AmeriFactors there's no more waiting for your customers to pay we give you the funds up front then we wait for your customers to pay us fund your business today call AmeriFactors right now 800-847-1183 800-847-1183 that's 800-847-1183 are you an active stock market investor? Well, then you know these three key words, buy, sell, hold. Those three magic words can make or lose you money in the stock market. What if we can show you a time-tested tool that's been helping stock market investors succeed for over 30 years? It's called VectorVest, an amazing system designed to make smart investing easy. The VectorVest system analyzes, sorts, and ranks over 19,000 stocks every day and tells you when to buy, what to buy, and when to sell any stock to maximize your profits in less than 10 minutes a day. And if you call right now, you can test drive our amazing Vector Vest system risk-free for 30 days for just $9.95. 800-584-2519. That's 800-584-2519. Where do you want to go on a vacation or honeymoon? The Caribbean, Europe, Hawaii, Mexico? How about Disney or a cruise? At Superior Cruise and Travel, we've got you covered. We'll assign you your own travel concierge. They'll help you design a custom vacation plan that you can't find online. And the service is completely free. You can't compare the value of this to any other online travel company. 
We can help you plan a custom vacation anywhere in the world. We even offer payment plans with no credit card required. Now you pay off your vacation on your time schedule. Call now and mention the promo code RADIO and save up to $500. Book your custom trip. Call Superior Cruise and travel now and talk to one of the highest rated travel agencies in the country with a five-star A-plus online rating. 800-570-9631-800-570-9631-800-570-9631. That's 800-570-9631. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. So one last thing here before we go, since somebody had asked about it earlier. Here's how it works with AEW and the building rentals, okay? Listen, if you're going to write something about this on the internet. I'm making up this number because I don't know what the number is that they're getting paid. But let's just say, since Raw is getting like $850,000 an episode or whatever, we'll say that AEW is getting five, okay? Let's say they're getting a half million dollars per episode for production. Every week, they're getting half a million dollars. So they can do with that what they will. If, If they can manage to pay for all of their production costs and rent the building with that, then you can say that 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 TNT is paying for the building rental. If, for example, the amount that they're paying for production is 400000 and the building is 200000 then that's $100,000 they have to come up with on their own. So there isn't really like an answer to it. They're getting a flat fee for production, and whatever they can fit into that flat fee is what TNT is going to pay for, and whatever goes above that, they're paying for. So that's the answer to the question about the production costs. And also this person here goes... Is there a kayfabe reason why the Iconics are always able to give BS excuses to get out of the matches so they have clout with management? I can't even believe I'm analyzing this, but according to the storyline, there are no more management figures. And I guess the only one left is Shane McMahon. And Shane McMahon granted a title match to Mandy Rose and Sonya, so he must not be giving much clout to the Iconics. The real answer is nobody knows what's going on there. (laughs) All right. Thanks, everybody. Hey, we're out of time. We're going to be here tomorrow with more. I want to thank Mike, as always, callers and listeners, everybody to the studio. I'll be back later on today with Filthy Tom and Dave. Stick around. We'll talk to you again next time. Wrestling Observer Live.